ask yourself, well, what is it that, that I desire? What do I want to create today? What do mm. I get to create today? Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums right. Hey mums, one of the themes that comes up a lot in this show is how to pivot from doing what you're doing now into what you really want to do. A lot of us, including myself, have built careers doing something because it was the practical choice and we are done doing only the practical stuff. We want to express our creative voices and not just in the margins of our busy lives. Well, today's guest is all about how to do that, how to go from where you are now, doing something you like, to doing something you love, something that lights you up like a Christmas tree, as Kathy Eller always says. Clarissa Castile Ramsey is a coach, nonfiction author, and the host of the Painting Your Path podcast, which is also the name of her nonfiction book, Painting Your Path 21 Interviews with Extraordinary Women. She specializes in helping women in their 40s and over pivot out of the familiar and into the future that their heart truly desires. In today's show, she shares her own journey from the practical to the magical and tips on how you can do the same. Please welcome Clarissa Castilla Ramsey. Good morning, Clarissa. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. What are you most excited about right now? Yeah, I'm excited about a lot of things. I just turned 50 last week. So I am literally just coming back from my Maui vacation. And I had a lot of nice R&R time, rest and relaxation, starting off a new decade, feeling really, really good. And I would say, you know, just working on getting back to that healthy state, because I'm just going to say it. I, I had I had the COVID pounds that I need to lose. But other than that, life is good. Life is really good. I'm really excited to learn about your journey. Um, I know you have a lot of different hats. You know, how you, your work as a painter then transitioned into you writing this book and now, you know, a couple books. So tell us about that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so, and I'll try to make this condensed because I've lived, you know, 50 years. So, (laughs) so I'll start with my, but everything starts with our childhood. Right. And so my parents came to the United States from the Philippines. They're both physicians, very practical people. And I remember growing up as a child, always being attracted to creativity, art, imagination. And I remember my mom asking me that question that adults love to ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be an artist. And I just loved drawing. I loved painting. And I remember my mom telling me, oh, child, you're you're going to be rich and famous after you're dead. Maybe you need to pick something different and be a little bit more practical. Mm -hmm. And so that 
you know, that stung. I remember her, us having Mm -hmm. that conversation. And so to me, art was something that I could do as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of put it on the back burner. I still created, but then I kind of grew up, you know, wanting, wanting to be that good daughter, wanting to please my parents. And so for me, it has really been a journey of, you know, for in my twenties, wanting to make them proud to transitioning to, okay, well, what's going to make me happy. And so in all of that, um, there was also another thread in my life, which was just this desire to help people connect with people, just make them feel good. And so that was something that was always with me. Um, and I didn't know how that was going to show up in my life. So really for a lot of my young adult life, I just kind of didn't, didn't really, you know, what to, didn't know how to do practical. So I just kind of took any job like out of college. And so I started out in retail management, hated that, hated, (laughs) hated the hours, but I did learn a lot, right? I learned how to manage people. And then from there, I transitioned into a career in graphic design. I thought, okay, well, let me, let me pivot. Like, let me try and do something a little bit more creative, more Mm -hmm. artistic. And so I had a nice career as a graphic designer working for a pretty well-known coffee and tea company and did that for several years, but then found myself feeling like something was missing. And so this has kind of been a theme in my life. Like I'll try something kind of like work my way through that career and then just end up not feeling totally fulfilled. So then I transitioned to graphic design. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Yeah. Just that feeling like where you work so hard to get something. And then when you finally achieve it, you're like, Hmm, this isn't really, nope. Right. Right. No, I think it's time to try to, you know, do something new. And so I did the graphic design work, really loved it, had a great time at the, at the organization that I was working in, but then found myself feeling like there's got to be something more, more meaningful for me. And I felt like I really exhausted that, that career. And so I decided to go back to school to, to do my other passion, which was this, this love for, for, for people and helping people thrive and be the best they can be. So I went back to graduate school to study organizational psychology. Cause one thing I also noticed in all the companies that I worked at was dysfunction. I, uh, you know, I don't know if you've felt that at wherever you have worked, but I was like, gosh, why can't we get along? Like there's gotta be a better way. Can't we work better together? Can't we just lift each other up? And I am the, you know, uh, optimist, the cheerleader type person. And so I wanted to go back to, to school and do organizational psychology so that I could really help people within companies be the best that they could be. So I did that. And then I found my landed my dream job, which was being an internal professional development coach, hmm. where I got to work with individuals, teams, high potentials, as we call them in corporate speak, for people who want to step into leadership roles. 
And I loved that career so much. And, and I was there for 11 years. I had never been in an organization for that long. And while I was in that company, I got promoted several times. And so towards the end, towards 20, 2020, the pandemic, oh. that was like, you know, a big turning point. And at, by that time, what I loved so much initially about my job had just changed so much over time. And like many companies, they were, they had to downsize. I worked in the healthcare field and 80% of the workforce, about 80% of the workforce had to be furloughed. And so what that really meant for the people who stayed was more work. I had to, my, my responsibilities got, got bigger, broader, and I had to do things that, you know, really weren't my strong suit, but I wanted to also be that good company person and, you know, step up and step in and help out. Um, but in 2020, with, when the pandemic hit, I was just really finding myself in a moment of, okay. And, and, and what I didn't say earlier was, I've always wanted to work for myself. I've mm. always wanted to work for myself. And so it was really in that moment where I was like, okay, you've been talking about this for too long. You even published a book, which we're going, I know we're going to talk about, like it is, it is time to go. And so finally I, I put in my resignation at the end of July of 2021. That was my final, my final cutoff time, mm. got my last nice bonus. And, and then I just started on this new path um, last year working for myself. So that is my kind of condensed version of how I got to where I am today. Wow, what a journey. Yeah. And um, it takes so much courage to do what you did and step into that void. And so how does the book play into it? Painting yeah. your path? So around 2018 is when I discovered podcasts. And at that time, I was like, okay, something, something needs to shift. And I was feeling that, that mm. itch again to, yeah. to start to transition. But, you know, sometimes change can be hard, especially when you're in a great job, making great money, bonusing, um, you work with great people. But at this, again, that, that feeling inside was like, okay, this is not it. This is not it for you. Mm. So I decided to, oh, okay, sorry, I'm kind of like all over the place. But getting back to podcasts. So that's when I really discovered podcast. And one that I discovered that I loved, which I think is how we met Jackie was mm -hmm. through Kathy Heller's Don't Keep Your Day Job yeah. podcast. And so Kathy's podcast really inspired me. And I've also always wanted to write a book. And so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna use this time to write a book about pivoting and about mm. women, especially women 40 and over, mm. who are ready to, you know, take charge of their life, paint their path. And so it was after I listened to Kathy's podcast that I, I made the declaration. I remember making it in her Facebook group. I'm writing a book. And I talked about it. She even talked about it on one of her episodes. And that is really what set me mm. on this on this journey. And that was like at the end of 2018. 
And I just said, let me treat this like a research project. And so I, I posted in a couple of different groups and I said, hey, I'm writing a book. Is anybody interested in being interviewed? Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for women over 40 who are doing their thing and just so inspired by life and just taking charge. And so that is how the book got created. Wow. I love that because it's totally, you know, when I first came into this podcast, I thought, well, I'm going to talk about writing and we're going to talk about different parts of largely fiction and not, and some nonfiction, but like the creative, I think the, the umbrella of creative writing. But, you know, the more I talk to moms, I see that like the, what we're really talking about is those pivots, right? Because a lot of the moms that I talk to are coming to writing after focusing on maybe their kids or their careers until like their 40s, right? And then realizing that, wow, I have a story I want to tell. I want to do something that really lights me up. I want to... I want to stop working for, you know, the healthcare system or the, you know, whatever corporate background they they might be coming from. And, um, and I want to do this thing called writing. And so I think that is so cool that you wrote this whole book, which really is about that same thing. Um, And so what did you learn through the process? Like, that's so exciting that you, you got to just focus on that, on that story. Yeah. So I learned that, and I just was like re-reading some of the stories um, just a bit ago and everybody, like I would say 80% of the people who, who are in this book said the same thing. Life is short. Got to do what makes you happy. You've got to let go of everybody else's expectations of you and and I agree. And I, and I think, you know, the, the, we hear this a lot. The number one regret of the dying is I wish I would have lived mm-hmm. my life, yeah. not the life that others expected of me. And so that was a, that was a big theme that came up in the book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. I think that, I mean, that's a real a scary thought, isn't it? To, to come to that, the end of your life and, and have that regret Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I and I think also, um, like pivoting and making the change is so so much more harder in our heads. But then once we just take that next, once we just take a step, mm-hmm. it re- I believe it really does get easier. And when we sit sit down and get quiet and really ask ourselves, what is it that we really truly desire? in our life and everybody's different. Like success to me, I'm sure looks different to you, to the next person. And so what does it look like for us individually to have, have a life that's ours? And it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. I know it's easier said than done, but really just to take that time to use your imagination, go back to, to childhood and, and ask yourself, well, what is it that that I desire. What do I, what do I want to create today? What do Mm. I get to create today? So, I mean, there's two pieces of advice that you've just shared right now, which is great. So getting still with yourself to really allow that question to surface and to not 
expect to have it all figured out, but to just follow that one breadcrumb at a time and trust that the next step will present itself. Absolutely. Is there any other, you know, bits of wisdom that you, you called out of all of those conversations through your book? I would just say, uh, you know, I think what it also comes down to is, is making a decision. Once you have mm. visualized, once you've visualized or have some kind of dream that you want to put out there is just making that decision. Okay, this, this dream that I have, this vision that I have is worth, is worth doing mm-hmm. and just deciding it is so. And I think <clears throat> we often, you know, get sidetracked because we're just not committing to it. We're just mm-hmm. maybe too afraid to commit to, to, you know, one thing, but I like what, you know, you said one breadcrumb, just follow one breadcrumb at a time. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't, like you said, and like I say too, you don't have to have everything figured out. You just need to get started. Mm-hmm. Start before you're ready. Cause you're never going to be ready. <laughs> just, just start. That's true. And, and how has it been for you? So you, you did take a big leap because you left, you know, your corporate day job. Was that scary? Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was scary. And I think for me, it was something that I had thought about, like I said, for a very long time, I always knew that it was going to be my end game. And it was Mm -hmm. just staying in the, in the comfort zone is what really was, was the delay. And once I made the decision, once I really set the deadline, honestly, it just got easier. And I know that might sound counterintuitive. I did prepare for it. And when Mm -hmm. I work with people who were in in similar situations who want to leave the nine to five, I I'm not a burn the boats kind of gal. So (laughs) I definitely say, have a plan, have a plan Mm. before you exit, know what your bills are, know how much you need to save up and have a plan of how you're going to make money. Mm. But honestly, once I did that, once I really took a look at the numbers, and I think that was honestly what I was afraid to do. But once I took a look at it, it was just information. And, mm. and once I did that, saved up what I felt comfortable with, and I know everybody's mm. different with that. But once I did that and just decided, okay, this is the next, this is the next thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to just experiment with this, with this business that I'm building and just have fun and just be connected to, to what I'm really passionate about, which is helping others thrive and, and, and be the best that they can be. And that's my, my big overarching umbrella of what, what I'm passionate about is just helping people see what's possible in their life. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy right now, you don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. And what do you see as the, some of the big blocks for the writer's audience here? You know, that, that dream of, becoming a full-time writer is such a big draw, but I know a lot of us are still like finding our income from other sources. So what do you see? Yeah. So I think you, in reality, you may have to 
still find your income from somewhere else to begin. Mm. Definitely, definitely write. And just know that your book is also, I see a, your, your book as being a big business card. It is a big, it's, it's getting your name out in the world. It's how people are going to learn more about you. And this is easier said than done, but don't be so focused on how, how much money am I going to make off of this book? Mm. Because the reality is it might not be that much or maybe it will, maybe you'll have a bestseller, but if you focus more on the content, who is it for? What are you, what are you putting out there in the world? And just being excited about your writing Mm. to focus there first, focus Mm. there first. And I really, what I love about writing my books is just the people that I get to connect with who have said, Oh my God, your book made a difference in my life. I bought your book. I gave it to a friend. And, and for me, that is, you know, that's, that's what I'm really looking for with my publications. Mm. I'm, I might not be the next Liz Gilbert or Oprah Winfrey or, you know, whoever else, but as long as I'm impacting one person at a time, that's what I'm, I most look forward to. Right. So then maybe is that first step is to just really don't let yourself get overwhelmed by how much you're going to earn from this, this particular book, but just keep your you know energy up and your excitement up by focusing on like the impact and like the process of it and getting it out there so that readers can have an experience with your book. And that could be part of yeah that first breadcrumb, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a book out there, which I have here, which I don't know if you've talked about in your past podcast, but it's called book the business mm, No, I haven't. by Adam Witte and Dan Kennedy. So this is a really great book. It's, it's a little bit more geared for entrepreneurs and business professionals, but I think it is, it is worth, it is definitely worth reading and it's a thin book. It's really oh. not not that long and it yeah. has great it has great information about promoting and marketing your book which i which i think mm. is is the big is you know the other big thing once you write your book then it is also about talking about it and promoting it so that people can can find you absolutely that's a great resource yeah we'll include that in the show notes for sure i haven't seen that one before i'm excited yeah And so, and how was that process of it? So, you know, we talked a little bit about you really enjoyed having the conversations with these other women about their experiences and um, the creative process. And then how about, uh, what was your experience getting it out there in the world? It was great. And I decided to Mm self-publish. So I went through Amazon. I did Kindle Direct Publishing. And for this first book, I I just really wanted to get it done. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? let me just figure out what I need to do. It was very easy to do. What I learned, and this might help your readers, was I really didn't look at any kind of royalty margin or what I was going to make from this book. So I really don't make a ton of money from from selling this book. And that's Mm -hmm. Mm a-okay. I also wrote and published this year a uh, writing journal which is a companion piece to my painting your path book. 
And in this, it's a, it's a, it's a writing journal. There's a lot of prompts in here. I like creating vision boards. There's like space in here for you to do a little mini vision boards for yourself. And so what I learned from publishing the first book was, okay, what do I need to price this book so that Mm -hmm. I could make a little bit of royalty money? Mm -hmm. And so, so that's what I learned. Um, from my mistake from the first book, which I didn't look at that at all. I was like, I just want to get it out there. I just want to get it out there. And maybe for some people you can relate to that. So what I really learned from doing the second one was how to price it more properly so that I would get a little bit more Mm. um, of a royalty. And so the pricing, that's interesting. So that's been a big impact for you is getting the the pricing uh, like bang on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I learned from this yeah. process. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And I love the idea of a writing journal. So is the, that's really geared towards women again in their forties that are in the process of figuring out what that pivot means to them. So, yeah, it's, and it really could be for anybody, but, um, one thing that I that I did at the end of my painting your path book was just talk about a framework that has helped me uh-huh. with all my pivots with with all of that. And I talked a little bit about some of the the framework, which is the first step is just to dream. Mm. Just you know, take that time, you know, and and really figure out what is it that that you wish to put out there in the world. And then step two is making that decision. This, this dream, this vision is worth doing. Mm-hmm. And then the step three is, is making a plan, making, I like doing quarterly goals. You can do monthly goals, do smart goals, whatever works for you. And then step four is all about being in action, being brave. I call mm-hmm. it being brave, just taking that first step. And then step five is reflection. I think sometimes we don't do enough of that. So if you publish your first book, okay, what did you learn from that experience? Let's say you want to write another book. What would you do the same? What worked really well? What would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And so that's my, that's my painting your path framework. And at the root of that is mindset, because I think so many of us get in our own way. And another great resource is the book by Dr. Carol Dweck called Mindset. That is, if, if you haven't read that one, it's also a small book it's, it's <laughs> filled with stories. And that is a great, a great book as well. And really just adapting that growth mindset of mm. with enough effort and time and proper feedback, you can be, do, and have whatever it is you want. Mm in the world. And then the last thing I want to say is also just self-care, especially for moms. Self-care is so important and it is so easy to burn out on whatever you're doing, especially if you're taking care of a family. And so I am a big believer in, in having a self-care practice so that when you have a little bit of a meltdown, right, which it happens or writer's block or the day just runs you to give yourself that grace and have a self-care plan. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's really beautiful. I think, um, and I really like your framework. I think the reflection piece, like, you know, reflecting on reflecting here, from my own (laughs) experience of publishing my first novel, and then not doing any writing for five years after that, because I felt that it was too hard. And that because that one wasn't successful, that must mean I can't ever be successful. There's no money to be made. So I got to get serious and focus on my day job kind of experience where I think having that prompt of reflection and maybe some time, self-care time, I could have come to that realization early, which I have now, which is no, I just wasn't, didn't know enough. I, you know, that's just part of the journey. And I basically, you know, I just stopped right there. Now I can see that, you know, it's, it's a continuous process, but I think that that reflection piece is, is really important because um, you, it's, it's easy to just do the other things and be like, nope, it's not working. Forget it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then move on to the next thing. But I Mm -hmm. think, yeah, taking that time after everything that you do and Mm -hmm. launch and just, just asking yourself, okay, Mm-hmm. What could I, what could I do differently next time? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way that you phrase that in a non-judgmental way about like, you know, maybe I didn't make very much money off of this. Like I literally got an email from draft to digital yesterday. It, was, it said, you're, you have a pending royalty. And I was like, Oh, do I have royalties? And I looked, it was like a dollar 62. It's like, Oh, can all yeah. go up from here. That's right. That's right. And that, and that was my, an ex- Exactly. Like for my first book, I would, I would get all of these, these emails from, from Amazon and KDP. And it was like, okay, you've made, uh, uh, you made $2, you know, we just get to learn from here. And I love what you said about embracing the process, embracing the journey. I know that's another thing that is like easier said than done. And Mm -hmm. so many times we resist that, but Mm -hmm. there's so much beauty in, just letting it be and just yeah. letting letting the outcome be the outcome and and just mm-hmm. let it be information that we can learn from to mm-hmm. to do differently next time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that is your such a gift. Like that's your gift is that just enjoy the process and you know work towards your outcome but don't get so caught up in it because I feel like maybe it's like this in all of the areas but definitely in writing you know I can there's a bit of a burnout a spin out that can happen where we just want to see our books rising on the Amazon rankings and why aren't they and you know you can feel very isolated and like you're doing something wrong but I, I love that permission to just enjoy this journey and you know if you need it to be making you money then yeah maybe you need to build a longer launch pad with your your day job um wherever your income is coming from um because if you you know if you focus too much on that outcome right away then you are likely to just burn out from it yeah yeah and i think that can just be so stressful and and again Mm -hmm. you're not taking care of yourself and yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also liked what I think it was one of your last, your, your recent guests said, I forgot her name, but she said something about hiring a, a marketing coach, oh, which yeah. I think is also great advice too, especially for people who are writing and not quite sure 
how do I get my, you know, how do I get my book out there in a bigger way? And, and I think that is something just to take into consideration and just trust that whatever you're investing into that is going to definitely come back to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seek help where you can. Uh, that was, yeah, that was Becca Syme, the writing coach who said that. And I think, you know, even her, like she's uh, worked with thousands of authors, but she's saying that, you know, she's not a marketing expert either. And I think that is a good reminder that we can't be everything. And so do what you can. And if you can, you know, get some help. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Stay in your zone of genius and, and hire out if you can. And I get, you know, you can't hire out for everything, but that I think would be a great place to, to consider doing it. Absolutely. And there's also like using one of the more, you know, complex book marketing platforms, like Facebook seems to have a lot of complexity behind it, but I've heard great things about Amazon and, and that it's quite accessible. So maybe thinking about breaking down your marketing objectives into like smaller chunks. What would be one piece of advice you could give to that younger self? You know, the one that your mom was, had that little talk to. Yeah, I would say embrace your uniqueness and just trust yourself. Don't delay. Go with what feels good and just start there Mm. and limit the opinions of others because they're looking at your life through their lens and thinking of really about what they would do. And so we're all different. We all have different strengths. And my, my parents just wanted to play it safe. I get it. They wanted to protect me. And I'm more of that person that's like, let me see how this goes. And that's what I would just you know, tell my younger self. Life is an experiment. Just dive in. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's see how it goes. Make it an experiment. Yeah, totally. Do a messy. Do a um, messy, yes. Do a messy. I love it. And how? where can people get in touch with you? Where's the best place? Sure. So I will say the two best places you can find me. One is on Instagram and my handle is at CCR underscore sunshine. And you can also find me in face on Facebook. I have a a private Facebook group called from employee to entrepreneur mindset and would love for any of your listeners who are thinking about leaving their nine to five, not quite sure how, um, that's what that group is for. Mm, perfect. And your podcast? My podcast is going to be coming out shortly and it's going to be called Painting Your Path. Awesome. Well, um, we'll look forward to that and I can't wait to hear some of your episodes. Yes. And I'll have to have you on, Jackie. <laughs> it's a date. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Clarissa, for coming on the show today. I really have enjoyed your, your energy. And it's, I think it's just such a grounding voice that you have that, you know, writers and mom writers can really benefit from it. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Okay. So here are the top takeaways. And what I'm going to do is instead of listing out all of the points, like I usually do, I'm going to really focus on the five-step plan that Clarissa lays out for making pivots. Okay. So number one, first get still with yourself, go back to your childhood and think about 
what you wanted to do with your life, not what people expected. Number two, make the decision. Remember that the pivot is probably a lot easier in real life than you're making it out in your head. Just commit to that decision to doing it. Number three, make a plan. Know how much time you'll need, how much money you will need, and put that down on paper so that you have an actual date and all the numbers there. Number four, be in action and be brave. This is a constant cycle and never really ends. And number five, reflect on how things are going and what you are learning along the way so that you can improve for next time. Clarissa mentioned a few books, Book the Business and Mindset. I'll put links to both of those as well as her podcast in the show notes. As always, it would help me a lot if you could rate or review this podcast on Apple or Spotify. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.